Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And today our guest is James Malinchek. He is recognized as one of the most requested in-demand business and motivational keynote speakers and marketing consultants in the world. He was featured on the hit ABC TV show Secret Millionaire and was twice named National College Speaker of the Year. James has delivered over 3,000 presentations for corporations, associations, business groups, colleges, universities, and youth organizations worldwide. James can speak to groups ranging from 20 to 30,000 plus. As a speaker, marketing coach, and consultant, James is the behind-the-scenes go-to marketing advisor for many top speakers, authors, thought leaders, business professionals, celebrities, sports coaches, athletes, and entrepreneurs, and is recognized as the world's number one big money speaker, trainer, and coach. And I'm very excited to have him on the show because I saw him uh, as a guest at, at Potapalooza when I was on there. You may have heard my special Potapalooza episodes. Uh, and and I reached out and said, I wonder if he wants to be on my show. And he did. So we are all in luck having James here on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Welcome, James. Hey, my friend. Thanks for having me. Who wouldn't want to be on your podcast? Everybody should be on your podcast. Everybody should. I actually, I, I had to narrow it down a lot because I had so many people getting on. That's when I started a second podcast, the Power Lunch podcast, um, which is four people at a time once a week because I, I don't like saying no to people. So I don't like being like, nah, you, you don't fit fit we're doing this season, bye bye So I say, I oh, don't fit this, but I've got that. Because it's always in those those unexpected conversations where, where I find a lot of the value appears. Well, that's what happens when you have a great show. Everybody wants to be on it. Yes, that's probably a good sign. Um, so, so tell me a bit about, uh, so we talked in the bio about, you know, sort of where you are now. Um, so, so I assume that you, you grew up in a, a, a secret, uh, secret speaker training facility and went on to like speaker college, got a degree in speakerology and, and just followed a straight uh, uninterrupted path to, to success, right? That would have been beautiful and nice. No, I, I was actually uh, born in a band down by the river, right? Isn't that what every speaker says? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of bands by this rivers. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, uh, I actually grew up in a very tiny steel mill town outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a town called Manesson, population about 6,000 awesome folks. We didn't have much growing up. Dad was a railroad conductor working in a mill, and mom was a lunch mother serving lunches to us kids. So like a lot of kids, Michael, I had big dreams, you know, my big dream was to play college basketball. So I accepted, I was pretty good uh, as a player, and I accepted a basketball scholarship to the University of Cincinnati out of high school. Go Cats. And uh, then my coach got relieved of his duties. That's a very nice way of saying he got fired. And I transferred and went and played and went to school out in Hawaii. So, you know, majored in surfing and beach laying <laughs> and all that. <laughs> but so then after college, I moved to Los Angeles, started my career as a financial advisor. And I was right on Beverly, uh, in Beverly Hills on Rodeo Drive. I used to manage the investments of a lot of celebrities and entertainers, actors, etc. And one day my phone rang my first year in business because I was doing pretty good as a young guy. And the guy said, hey, man, um, my son told me about you and that you're kind of a little dynamic you know, dynamo there. And we want you to come and speak for our group. 
And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't speak. I, I'm, I'm a financial advisor. He said, look, I need you to talk for like 40 minutes. And it's for like 100 sales reps. And I said, I don't speak. I'm a financial advisor. And he said, and I'll pay you 5,000 bucks. I said, man, I speak. I speak. <laughs> <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool. Someone wants a hand your money, you, you be quiet and take it. <laughs> and so I did. I went and did that and didn't know what I was doing. And uh, But I found this passion because people walked up to me and said, man, you changed my life. And I'm like, me? Like something I said, and it just never dawned on me that like something that I say could impact someone for years, for generations, because they could pass it down. And so then he booked me for another one. And I'm like, really? Like, because I'm terrible. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what I realized is it's not about being a good speaker. It's about having a message or a story or things you've gone through that actually can impact and inspire and uplift others. And so... Um, then I was having lunch with a friend of mine. Uh, he's, he used to be a, a football celebrity, his NFL MVP. His name is Joe Theismann. He used to play for the Washington Redskins quarterback. And Joe was speaking in California, and he said, I said to him when we were talking, I said, hey, Joe, did they, uh, did they pay you to be out here? And he said, yes. And I said, what did they pay you, like $50? <laughs> and this is 1995, just to go back. He said, no, they paid me $10,000. And man, I about fell off the chair. I was like, what? To talk? And then he said, yeah, I do about 100 a year. And now I'll tell you what, I'm the kind of guy, you only have to hit me in the head with a two by four once and I catch it. I said, <laughs> ah, there's something to this speaking thing. It's a business. And I just went in, I learned everything. And here we are, 3,000 talks later. Very wow. blessed. Met a lot of amazing people. Would never have met you had I not uh, been a speaker. That's true. It's true. <laughs> uh, and so, so yeah, there's kind of, kind of Two, two things I want to explore with you. One is for people um, who were like you before somebody called you, um, which is, you know, should you be a speaker? And then the other is for those who are sitting there being like, I wish someone would call me and offer me. Like, I, I can speak. I got something to say, but nobody's calling. Um, but let, let's start with the people who, who maybe, you know, maybe they're a coach. Maybe they're, there's experience in business. They're working a nonprofit, but they don't think they're a speaker. Um, so are, are there certain people who are speakers or people who aren't or... Are there just people who haven't decided to speak yet? Yeah, that's a great question, Michael. And I was that person. I never, I didn't even know like speaking. I was like, when the guy called me, I'm like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like speaking? I, I don't speak. You know, but then what I realized is nobody speaks. We have something that we sat down on a couch and told a nephew, a son, a daughter, a niece, a grandson, granddaughter. We had coffee with a friend and she or he are going through a tough time and we gave them some sort of advice or you know we said you know that reminds me like like i grew up sitting on the back porch talking to folks and we used to always go even when i'm back home in our small town we'll sit on the porch and go you know remember that time when and then i'll roll into a story mm -hmm. right and that's what i learned that's all speaking is <laughs> it's having a message a story or how-to advice, and everybody has that because we're doing it every darn day for our children, for our friends. When we talk to somebody on the phone, we're sharing our life experiences, and that's all it is. So, yeah, I, I like to bust this myth of people thinking, oh, I'm not a professional orator. I'm not either. I flub words. I don't say words correctly. I'm not a professional speaker, if you will. I'm a guy from Manesson, Pennsylvania, a small steel town who has uh, some stories and has a little message that helps other people because it helped my friend when we had coffee. 
It helped my niece or nephew when they asked me for advice. And so that's the way I, I tell people to look at it because I've never, to this day, never ever looked at myself as a professional speaker. You watch me on stage, you'll laugh. I sweat, I'm sweating on the audience, you know, right? I'm wiping sweat off my face, right? I'm up the stage, down the, I'm just, cause I'm a man with a message just trying to help people and share, that's it. Hmm. So that's the way I look at speaking. I love that, yeah, I, I find, I know for myself and I think for others as well, Becoming a good speaker is a matter of practice. If you've never spoken before, then you'll be like, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, when the pandemic started, I just not even intentionally just started doing a daily live video because it seemed like a thing to do. And once I'd done it 200 times, I was a bit more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Repetition is the mother of skill. You know, think about the first time anybody listening, think about the first time you drove a car. Mm -hmm. I mean, you were nervous. You were scared. Think about the first time you tried riding a bicycle, maybe as a kid. You wobbled, you fell off, but what happened? The more you kept getting up, getting on the bike, right? The easier it became. Then one day you just zoomed along. The more you practice parallel parking or, you know, driving the correct way, right? With the instructor sometimes in the car, <laughs> we were taking driver's ed. Guess what? All of a sudden one day it was like, oh, nothing but a thing. Now you can like cruise and lean back and, you know, you can do all <laughs> kinds of things because it's comfortable. And that's yep. the way speaking is. That's the way making connections, networking is, if you mm -hmm. will. Everything's that way. It's always difficult before it gets easy because it's new. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw a line somewhere. Something like you need to care enough to suck at it. Oh yeah, I love that. I, I had a guy tell me he was a former Navy SEAL guy one time, and I was helping him with his um, speaking. He wanted to get into the business of it, and uh, and he says, you know, this is going to be easy for me, even though I'm really terrible. And he, he thought he was terrible because he read everything word for word because he had never been, quote unquote, speaking before. And I said, you know, you did this in the military all the time, right? You talk to your colleagues, right? You talk to fellow officers, right? And he says, you know what? You're right. He said, and in SEAL training, they tell us something on day one. He said, look, the, the, the instructor tells us you all right now are going to suck in this SEAL training. Mm -hmm. He said, but you know what? You do it anyway. And you come back tomorrow and guess what? You still are going to suck, but you're going to suck a little less yep. than the day before. And then so on and so on. And he said, all of a sudden, one day, you're not going to suck. Mm -hmm. and you're going to be a darn Navy SEAL. And, and he said, that's I just need to apply that same mentality to speaking. I just keep going and keep going and getting better and getting better. And then one day, I'll be okay. Yeah, love that's it. Fun. That's a good philosophy. <laughs> I love that. So, so now, so someone who who decided they want to speak, you know, they, they know they like speaking um, and maybe they got a message to share and they've, they've got something to say, but, and, and maybe they even gotten as far as, you know, they're doing the rotary circuit. Um, they're, they're speaking for free at, at networking events and rotary clubs of 11 retired people and uh, you know, occasional church groups. Yeah. But, but maybe a chicken dinner too, maybe a free chicken dinner. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah you know, I, I've, I've gotten a few chicken dinners for, for me, me too. Um, so, so what's the, so, but then, then they may be thinking like, well, how do you bridge the gap from free chicken dinner to like a check? What is, what's the magic that makes that happen? Yeah, well, the first thing folks have to realize, and this is what I had to realize, is, you know, I got that, that check for 5000 that fell into my lap, right? Mm -hmm. And then two more from the same gentleman, right? And I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be easy. Like, I'm going to quit my job, <laughs> right? And what I didn't realize was, I'm actually running a business. You know, if somebody hands you a check to talk for 40, 45 minutes and you think, oh my gosh, 
I mean, I, I got $5,000 for 40 minutes. I, I wasn't making 5,000 in a month mm -hmm. working 40 hours a week. I, that's it. Sayonara. I'm quitting my job. No, no, no. <laughs> You're running a business. And so actually that's why my logo on my, um, for my company, big money speaker is a coin. And mm -hmm. here's what I mean. There's two sides to speaking on one. You have your message, your story, your how-to advice, impacting the world, serving others, uplifting people, changing lives, right? And most people think, okay, well, I got that. I, I sort of have a passion to help people. And I got these stories that I you know, would tell my friends and they think that's all it takes. And that's what I thought until that guy didn't book me anymore and there were no bookings. And then I realized, oh, there's a flip side to this coin and it's called the business. And, oh, I need to go find different people like him. And I need to focus on that stuff. And not only the first side of the coin, which is the message and, you know, helping people, but, oh, I'm actually running a little business here. And I think that's like the biggest mistake folks when they say, hey, I want to really do this thing. I think they make that mistake of falling into, hey, I'm dreaming big. You know, I have a passion to help people. I want to tell my message but they forget there's that second side of the coin, right? Or they don't know, like I didn't know that there was a second side of the coin. And I think that's the most important thing that we all have to realize is we're no different than a dry cleaning store that opens up an internet store. I mean, we're running a business. It's a speaking business. It's a coaching consulting business. Mm -hmm. So when we hear about speakers, we hear about like they got one sheets and they got uh, headshots and demo reels and sizzle reels and all these things sound expensive. Um, yeah, you know, to, to get them and have them have them done right. So, so you know, do you need to, to hire someone and give them thousands of dollars to, to build your speaker brand, or or what does it take to get started? Okay, so when I started, I had this is how much money I had right there, <laughs> right there. You look through that's all. It's a donut. It's a circle. It's a zero. <laughs> yeah, like the whole part of the donut. Just yeah, the whole yeah the whole part, not the uh, one that you actually eat. <laughs> yeah, the middle part of the donut. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so I, I didn't have anything like that. And so what, what I did was I simply just typed up what you would consider, like you mentioned, a one sheet. Mm -hmm. And I literally just typed up, hey, here's, I put a picture of myself that I actually took with a Polaroid camera. If anybody remember what a Polaroid camera was, oh, yeah, I've got one the picture. over there. You still have one? <laughs> I, I, found one I found one at a yard sale. <laughs> well, this is back when they were, I'm, now I'm really dating myself. And, and I, I was working in a video store making $7 an hour and I went outside and I took a Polaroid picture of myself and we had a copy machine inside the video store. I laid that down and I, on you know computer, typed out my, my little bio about myself, which wasn't much, <laughs> right? And then I made up a topic that I could talk about. I made a cutesy title that I actually, you know, it's ironic. I still do it to this day. It's called Success Starts With Attitude. And I wrote, you know, everybody needs to be reminded about attitude and how important it is. I made up some description and that's yeah. what I literally started with. And I started by literally back then because email wasn't as prevalent as it is today in social media. I literally just started calling folks and asking them if I could mail them my marketing materials in the mail. And I would mail them that thing, literally. Mm -hmm. And then I, what, what I did do is I would follow up with them. And I was so passionate about wanting to speak and help folks that uh, and get paid <laughs> that uh, literally I talked myself into bookings and I literally would take whatever they had. Mm -hmm. So somebody said, yeah, well, well we, we don't, we don't have a budget, but um, I'm like, well, you're having a dinner, right? How about if I MC the dinner and you just give me a free dinner? 
literally, I'm not kidding. That's how I started. And uh -huh. then somebody else says, well, well we don't have $5,000. We have 500 bucks. I said, mm, okay, I'll take it because <laughs> <laughs> I just need to pay the rent. Yep. And that's literally how I started. And so I didn't do that well that first year, but then I learned, wait a minute, there has to be people out there like this guy who booked me last year. What's his title for his company? Mm. And I looked up his title and it was called Director of Training and Development. I'm like, oh, so I called him up and I said, hey, can I just ask you a couple questions? Like Director of Training and Development, is it your job to bring in people like me that you brought in and others to help train and develop your folks with talks? And he said, that's exactly what I do. And I said, how would I find other people like you at other companies? I'd like to like really get out there and try to, you know, get this going. And he gave me back then a directory of 500 different folks in Southern California at that time, because they were all a member of an association. And literally I called every single one of those folks and I booked about 40 talks the next year. Wow. Literally. So um, I had a telephone, I had a sheet of paper that I printed out and made copies on a copy machine with a Polaroid picture. Mm -hmm. And I had Hootspun Hustle. That was yeah. it. That's, that's all I had. I, there was no internet. There was no marketing firm I could pay and I couldn't afford them. So I just did it on my own. You know what I realized, Michael? If you always focus on the excuse why you can't mm -hmm. do something, you'll never find the solution for how you can all that. do something. Yeah. And, and as you're talking about, thinking, even today, you know, you know, today is the issue when you're searching for a job. You can go on Indeed, you click apply now, and they get 1,200 applications. So 1,170 of them are never seen. They're, they're all yeah. for algorithms and whatnot. But if you're picking up the phone and calling someone or you're emailing them or you're actually reaching out and not just going to a speaker service and, and hoping against them, you know, you may be the only speaker that they get a call from this month. Because there's nobody else mailed. picking up the phone. Or somebody gets, they don't get mailed by anything. I still mail to this day. Oh, like with, with like a day. stamp, an envelope and the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And now I've got a real fancy like little six-page thingy that fits inside of an envelope. only costs one stamp to mail out. And I actually have it now made into a self-mailer. And you know why I still do that? Because the people who control the budgets, who make the decisions, like the gentleman that I referred to, say they never get mailed. Nobody mails them. Everybody wants to try to email them or reach out to them through social media. And I'm always a big believer in, oh, you do the complete. Oh, look what everybody's doing. Do the opposite because you have no competition. I love it. I love that. Yeah, yeah. Mail's yeah. definitely. So mail and, and a phone call. Now, so does, does it have to be a, a six-page glossy mailer or can it be a, a black and white printed on your laser printer at home? Yeah. So here's what I say now. The answer is yes. However, you will never make more, in my opinion, now nowadays you will never make more than how you look okay. so i say you can't look like a 300 dollars speaker and ask for three thousand dollars mm. okay you can't uh, you can't look like a 500 dollars speaker and ask for fifteen thousand dollars so i would say uh invest a little bit of money go get color cartridges put them in your yep. printer and print in color and, and now it's so cheap nowadays to do a glossy i mean literally you get a you get 2500 glossy one sheets Yep. Like that I used to mail out myself with the Polaroid uh -huh. picture. You get 2,500 of those for like $200 yeah. at, at print shops online. I mean, there's tons of them. So I, I would I would invest. I'd go to Fiverr. If I was starting out and had zero money, I'd go to Fiverr.com, mm -hmm. F-I-E-B-E-R-R.com. Yep. And I would hire a graphics person for like $10, $20, $30. Mm -hmm. I would 
give him or her my stuff that I drew out, like in chicken scratch form, and say, make this look fancy. <laughs> right? And I'd have him send me back or her a PDF, and then I'd go on one of these sites and I'd upload it. I'd get those thousand of them, five hundred of them. You don't have to get twenty five hundred of them. Yeah. They'll be delivered to you in like four or five days. It'll cost you probably seventy, eighty, ninety, hundred bucks, maybe a little more with shipping. And boom, there you go. Now you look the part. And then just start start stuffing envelopes and mailing them out. If if you want to hustle. Yeah. I, I, See, the way I looked at it like this, every time I mailed one of those ugly looking Polaroid picture one sheet thingies out, uh -huh. and every every time I followed up with a phone call, I said, this could be 5,000 bucks. Yeah. I never looked at I was sending out a one sheet thingy. I always said 5,000 bucks, mm -hmm. 5,000 bucks, 5,000 bucks. I only need one of them a month, and I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> so it's like, it's like buying a lottery ticket that you could actually win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The odds are a lot better with speaking yeah. than winning the lottery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but a lot. I, and I don't think anyone ever won a lottery ticket, and then that led to a second winning without buying a second lottery ticket. Yeah, exactly. Which speaking <laughs> certainly can. Um, so, yeah, I, I love that that strategy. And those, you know, the, the simple, I think, yeah, you're right. A lot of people try to get fancy, and they're like, well, I got this new email strategy or lead generation and Facebook and the TikTok, and they, which are all good. But yeah. another but bright shiny good. object, another yep. bright shiny object. You, yep. Well, what you're what you're all about with the show, connection, right? Mm -hmm. yep. And and we're talking about actually making a connection with people. And actually, you know what I call, you know, every now and then in life, it blows me away to see like people who are scared of this. Yep. Right. Every now and then in life, you have to do what I call AIC, ass in chair, meaning work, mm -hmm. right? And like actually contact people and actually tell them about your value, your benefits and try to get them to work with you. Like everybody wants things to fall out of the sky for them nowadays. Mm -hmm. They don't want to do anything. They, they, they want the, they, they want the baby. They don't want to talk about the labor pain, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I think for some people too, it's that it might be a lack of, you know, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome. Um, and, so you know, let, let's say there's someone out there that they're they're good at what they do. They're getting they're getting paid for. It. You know, people give them good feedback, but then they think, well, I'm not as good as that other person. I'm not yeah. as good as you know. I, I'm motivational, but I'm not as good as Tony Robbins. Or I know how to get people to take action in their business, but I'm not as good as Gary Vaynerchuk. And so because they're not as good as the best in the world, they don't think they're good enough to put themselves out there. What, what would you say to them? Two words. Who cares? I mean, why would you compare yourself to anybody? You need one or two bookings out of everybody in the entire universe a month. Mm -hmm. What do you care what Gary does or what Tony does or what I do or what you do? It's about you with your message, something you love to do, and getting paid for it, getting a currency in return for a service. Mm -hmm. Who cares? You know, I'm sure like, um, like the local... Uh, entrepreneur person, man or woman, who, uh, uh, woman opens a flower shop locally. I'm sure she doesn't say, wait, I can't open a flower shop. I'm not as good as Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, they open a flower shop. They serve their community. They you know, do well. They become an established business. They make revenue. They take care of their family. How's that different for us? Who cares what Tony Robbins and everybody else does? I love them and respect them and watch them and learn from them as well. Right? But that has no bearing at all whether I'm going to talk to folks who could actually give me money in exchange for speaking and delivering a service. 
I, I love that. And I, I think the other thing, you know, thing about the flower shop is, yeah, Martha Stewart might be a better flower arranger than, than Susie Q down the street, but Martha Stewart's not down the street. So if Susie Q doesn't open a flower shop, people don't, okay, they can't get the best flower arrangement. They don't get any flower arrangement. There's no one doing it. And the same thing with the speakers. Okay, you're not Tony Robbins, but Tony Robbins isn't going to go to this place that would be booking you. They yeah. can't afford him because he's got three more zeros after his asking price than you do. So someone's got to be there to go to this smaller corporation or this uh, community organization or the nonprofit who can afford your thousand or five thousand dollar rates and not his fifty thousand dollar five hundred thousand dollar rates. And remember, Tony Robbins is not you either. Yeah, Tony Robbins can't tell your stories, can't tell your message, can't have your heart, your soul, your spirit, mm. your caring. You know, so it goes both ways. Yep. So, so what you're saying is that somebody listening may actually be better at what they do than Tony Robbins. Not, oh, of course. Not better at what they do than Tony Robbins at what Tony Robbins does, but better at what they do if they're, say, a networking speaker, for example. I've sure. never heard Tony Robbins say anything about networking. Yeah, well, I'll give an example. And I love Tony. You know, Tony has uh, paved the way for a whole bunch of folks mm-hmm. and put, put speaking and life coaching on the map, so to speak, by taking it mainstream. But Tony couldn't do what I do. You know, I've, I've trained tens of thousands of people how to actually make money as speakers, mm. right? I mean, I've coached some of the biggest names in, in the world. People could go to bigmoneyspeaker.com, look on the celebrity um, review page, and you'll see video testimonials from top name celebrities, top thought leaders, Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, right? So now what I say is like when it comes to the second side of the coin, right, getting paid as a speaker, mm-hmm. you know, how to get highly paid. I mean, I'm going to be a little braggadocious here. I'm the best in the world with that. And yeah. I got all, I got 3000 video testimonials to back that up. So the only reason I say that is not to say, Oh, look at me is Tony couldn't teach the techniques and things that I teach about how to prosper as a speaker. And likewise, I couldn't do what Tony does about shifting emotions and, you know, rewriting your, your way, your brain is configured from, you know, early childhood or tragedies. So again, the comparison goes all the way back to what you said, the comparison thing, there's no reason to do it. Who cares? Because people can't do what you do and you don't do what they do. So why even compare? I love it. That's, that, that's hugely powerful. And, and that, yeah, you're the best at what you do in the way you do it. Um, way, yeah. yep. I've explained that to some people too, with, with joint venturing. Some people are like, oh, well, you know, I, I teach sales. I don't want to join venture with someone who teaches sales. You know, well, maybe they would rather learn from a woman than a man, or maybe they want to learn from a high energy, per- a low energy person instead of a high energy person. You know, if they're on your list, they haven't bought your product yet after six months, they're probably not going to now either. So why not make an affiliate commission selling something similar instead of sure. being like, no, my audience and nobody else can have it because they're mine, mine, mine. Yeah. Or maybe it's a slightly different angle. Maybe I teach closing, you know, techniques and sales and you yep. teach prospecting and referrals. Right. Two different, you know, we complement each other. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that, that's huge. Actually, along those lines, because, you know, the theme of this season is really about the, those joint ventures, connections, networking. Um, talk a little bit about, about you know, how you can leverage joint ventures, connections, your network to to get yourself on stages and make money there. Oh, yeah. And, and I sort of a lot of folks don't know this, but I have a little background in uh, affiliates and joint ventures. So. I was on the uh, ABC TV show, very blessed, ABC TV show, Secret Millionaire, mm-hmm. uh, which I found out recently talking to one of the producers. We've now been seen by 50 plus million people around the wow. world. Crazy. 
crazy. Like I'm a steel mill town kid from Anessa, Pennsylvania. This is crazy. So, so blessed. It changed my life. And um, so when we did, when I was about to go on the show, I orchestrated a product launch around the show. And we had a viewing of the, sh of the show live at my house and we broadcasted it live over the internet. First time I ever did this, I was just thinking of ways of how do we really maximize this? And so I started calling folks and sending out invitations and I had people like Russell Brunson, founder of ClickFunnels, before mm -hmm. Russell was Russell, at my house, Mike Canings, big internet marketer. I had, I had 70 of the top internet affiliate marketing people in the world at my house for the, for the showing of the show that night. And then the next day we had 1600 joint venture partners promoting out my product to all of their folks in conjunction with the show. Wow. Okay? Nice. So kind of have a little, and that went from zero, never doing it before to 1600 people. Okay. Now, so what does this mean for someone listening? Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let me give you a couple of tips and ideas that I've learned to go from zero to getting someone to say, yes, I would like to promote you. Maybe this helps you in some way. Okay. First thing is when you approach somebody as a joint venture partner to build that connection, it can't be, Hey, I have this book or, Hey, I got this course. Hey, I got this thing. Would you sell it to your list? <laughs> so I've never approached anybody that way. Okay. I always approached instead of wearing a bib, being a taker, Mm -hmm. I wore a napkin draped over my arm being a server. Mm. Okay? And I approached every single one of them and I said, hey, I'm coming out on this TV show and we are going to have a party at my house. I would like to invite you to the party. We're going to be broadcasting it live over the Internet. And we're going to, if you come to the party, I'm going to interview you. We're going to interview you on the red carpet and allow you to tell about your business and who you are to the world. Okay. So then I started thinking, how do I make this even better? And I said, well, what if it's not me doing it? So what if I hire a celebrity? Mm -hmm. And so I thought, well, I got these speaker friends. And I thought, no, you're going to have a party. You got to get the most famous host on the planet. So I lived in Las Vegas and Robin Leach, who hosted Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous, lived in Las Vegas. I knew Robin. I called him up. And I asked him to come up and host my party. He mm -hmm. came up and he hosted it. So now it became, Michael, you come to my my party at my house. We're going to put you on the red carpet, let you talk about your great sales training and all the things you do. And you're going to be uh, asked those questions by Robin Leach of Lifestyles and Rich and Famous. Now we're going to have a photographer taking pictures. So we're going to give you those pictures. We're going to have a guy videoing that, get you the video clip, and you can use all that in your promotion. And you would say, oh my God, this is going to be cool. And I would say, in exchange for one little thing, we're doing this little product launch thing. And if you would be so kind the next day to promote it out to all your folks, then we'd be happy to do all that for you. Oh, wow. Okay. Nobody turned us down. Yeah. The, the first 70 people, we couldn't get everybody, obviously. Mm -hmm. But here's yep. my point. The, so what does this mean for you? You don't have to do a party with Robin Leach and all this kind of stuff. What does this mean for you? Is approach affiliate and joint venture part partners with what you can do for them. Mm. Don't approach them saying, hey, could you sell my stuff to your list? I get like you, I get hit up 10 times a day. No, I'm sorry, not 10 times, 10 times a week at least mm -hmm. with people that want me to sell things to my following and my list and none of them approach me the right way. None of them serve me first so that I can feel comfortable in returning the serving back to them. They all come at me with a bid, give me, give me, give me. Yep. So that would be the big lesson 
on establishing. And I, and I, I started establishing these when I had no relationships. I simply emailed out and here we go again, picked up the phone and called people. And, and some called me back, some didn't. And there we go. We had this nice little thing happen. No, I love that. And, and so I imagine some of those people um, reaching out because I, you know, I, I get this as well. Probably not yeah. as many as you do. Um, but they, they may think they're serving. They're like, I've got this great opportunity. You can sell my product. I'll give you, <laughs> you can make lots of money. Um, you know, they're probably, most of them aren't just asking, begging. You know, that's like, please promote this for nothing. They're like, I'll give you 10% or whatever. Yeah. But so what changes, you need more than just, you can be an affiliate partner and get, get a percentage of this amazing product. You need something more personal than just, just a straight up an affiliate arrangement. Yeah, so like if I were approaching you and wanting you to be my affiliate, right? Mm -hmm. The first thing I would do is approach you. Oh, first, first of all, first and foremost, I would research you and learn about you and all your great stuff. Mm -hmm. I then would, I then would listen to me on this. Everybody listening, I then would invest, not spend. I would invest and actually get your course, your books, your whatever you got, and I would go through it so that you see. When that little order thing comes through in your email that we all check to see, oh, who bought something, my name pops up. Then after I go through it, your book, read your book, go through your online course, whatever that might be, then I would approach you and say, hey, Michael, I, went, I read your book, man, it's really awesome. I'd love to maybe try to help support you and promote it for you. Maybe could I interview you on the book or could I interview you on your course and what you do and Maybe it'll bring some eyeballs and ears to you that don't know about you. Mm. How hard is that? You can do that with anybody. No one will turn down free promotion. Now, it's not, it's not like you have to have 5 million people following you on social media. I used to do this when I had like nobody and no email list. Yep. But I, I was going to promote. I was going to put it out. I, I remember doing uh, getting Jack Canfield 20 years ago to come on because he wanted to talk about his book. He never once asked me, hey, how many followers do you have? Because I had like none. He never once asked me, you know, how many on your email list? None. He was just so grateful that I would uh, interview him and allow him to promote the book and give his uh, website out. Mm -hmm. To this day, Jack does anything, anything for me. He was my, by the way, he was my one of my top affiliates back on that, that big product launch as well. Wow, okay. So you approach people with serving them first. Mm -hmm. Get their book, get their course. Get on their challenge, their summit, go through it, right? Now you actually know what they do, and now you can go to them and serve them by a simple interview. I have people interview me all the time. I never ask how many people you have listening, or why. Well, I always am so grateful that they want to even interview me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so the fact that we don't expect 50 million downloads. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. We don't, just, just so. No, you, you know what? If we get one, it was a blessing. Because it's one soul, one heart, one spirit, one mm -hmm. mind that we touch that we may not have touched if we didn't do the interview. Yeah, I I, I love that. I, I found that with I when I first got into podcasting, I'm like, you know, these certain group people they're not going to want to get on my show because I'm not, you know, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not I'm not even Phil Palucha. I'm just you know this guy with this little show. And so many people have come on the show and shared because it's the same thing. And the same thing too. You never know. This might be the one where someone's Googling, you know, professional speakers and they happen to stumble across not the show you did that had 100,000 downloads, but the show that had 100 downloads. That's the one Google sends them to for whatever reason. That's the one they listen to. There's the one kernel in there and 
they call you up and say, hey, let's join Venture. I got this. Uh, we're, we're filling a stadium with 50,000 people, and uh, you sounded good on the podcast. You never friend, know. You are exactly right. You never, yep. ever know. I did a, when, Back when I was a financial advisor guy, I did a seminar at a school to help parents learn college education for their kids. Mm-hmm. Literally, there were like, I don't know, seven people that showed up, right? And so I did it anyway. The lady came up to me after and said, Hey, that was really interesting stuff. I never thought about. It. I have two kids that uh, you know, young, and I want to start planning for you know, twelve years later from when they go to school. Could I meet with you? And I said, "Well, sure." Her name was Cynthia. Cynthia came to my office. We met. Uh, Cynthia happened to be one of the biggest writers in Hollywood. <laughs> Cynthia moved over millions of dollars that she had sitting in a money market. Cynthia introduced me to a lady named. Mary Higgins Clark, who was one of the biggest fiction writers in the world, like a Danielle Steele, if you will. I've heard of her. And Mary became my client. Then Mary's daughter, Carol Higgins Clark, who also wrote a lot of books, became my client. Uh And then Mary started introducing me to all these other authors and celebrity folks, all because of one person out of seven sitting in a dingy little dark room at a school that I went and did the seminar for anyway and did it like there was Mm. 70,000 people there. That's that's when you say you never know. Yep. You you truly truly never know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And yeah, so being well, and, and that's you know we we're talking earlier about because uh, you know I got to the point you know now I'm a networking concierge. People hire me to make introductions for them. My yeah. policy of I'll meet with anyone for half an hour no longer works for my calendar because then I don't meet with my family anymore. But <laughs> but I never wanted to be in a position where I said no, I can't meet. Um, and so I created a podcast that's got four seats and basically anyone who seems interesting, I'll bring them on there and they get to connect and it's fun. And I did the same thing with one-to-ones. I created a, I call it an open virtual coffee. So the people I'm like, I can't see where the opportunity is here, which doesn't mean there isn't one. I just can't see it. And I don't have the time to, to dedicate because I need to actually like do my business. But I have this one hour a week that anyone can drop in on a virtual coffee um, and so, you know, you want to one to one with me for whatever reason, this is the time it's 10 AM Friday mornings, Eastern time. Anyone can drop in and meet me, meet the other people who dropped in. Cause I never wanted to close that door on, on, you know, the person who might know, you know, <laughs> that's so cool. That yeah. is way, way cool. Very yeah. cool. Kudos to you for doing that and bringing folks together. And, and you know, we're all about relationships in mm-hmm. life. Right. And what I say also is, uh, stop networking. I tell people this all, stop networking. Networking means pest working. Start relationship working. Mm, and that's yep. what you're doing with your Friday coffee get together and your four people lunch, you know, yep. get together. Yep. That's, well, that, that's, that's a network. It's all about, it's, it's all about giving, you know, it's about having the, you know, having, having the, the apron instead of the bib that you don't go in saying, what can I get here? Yeah. Go in saying, what can I give here? And you'll discover you get quite a bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, you know, the more you give, the more you live. Mm-hmm. Think about it. More you get, and I love Zig. My favorite quote. You, you know, you're probably like me that you're a quote junkie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, my favorite. People ask me all the time your favorite quote. I said it has to be Zig Ziglar's quote. It has to be the greatest quote ever created. You can get anything you want out of life. Mm. You simply help enough people get what they want. I love that one. Love that. It's all about serving. It's all about serving. Yeah. So, so if somebody does want to get in touch with you and uh, and learn more about or from you, how would they go about doing that? Well, I have a great little thing for everyone. I'm going to serve them. Nice. I have a, a new book that, is, as you can see, is very thick here with you and I looking at each other, That's right? And you can get it for free, literally for free on, on the download. 
you just download it digitally. You just go to www.freespeakerbook.com. Real simple, www.freespeakerbook.com. And you can also find me directly on my website at bigmoneyspeaker.com. And thank you for allowing me to share that. But yeah, the book's free. It's over 200 some pages. I'm really in this phase of my life where I want to leave a legacy and try to help as many people as possible. And so giving away the entire, this is literally a four day boot camp that I teach called Big Money Speaker Bootcamp mm-hmm. put in, into writing that I'm literally just giving away. That's, that's so I've been very blessed in my life. And now I'm at the stage where how can I leave a legacy and leave footprints to as many people as possible. So there you go. Free book. I love that. Yeah. And that's, that's something I've learned. I've heard many, many times from successful people is give away everything you know, and people will still buy it. Yeah, it, all- it, it's crazy. Yeah, it's amazing. And I'm the same way. I'm the same. You know what? Okay, so check this out. I love Kenny G, uh-huh. the sax player. Yep. I, I literally, when I'm working, you know, during my week, when I do work days, I'm listening to Kenny G all the time, right? I got him playing. I got YouTube pulled up, and I got his greatest hits playing. Okay. Yep. Kenny G is coming here in two months. And I bought two $600 front row tickets to go see him. Now, mm-hmm. Michael, here's the teaching point. I can pull it up on YouTube for free. Uh-huh. And I'm still going to see him. Yeah. Right. Then I found out on Cameo that you can pay a thousand, excuse me, cancel, cancel, invest a thousand dollars. And Kenny G will give you a greeting like for birthday or congratulations. And then he will play you a private song. Guess what I'm doing? I'm like, how cool is that? Wow. Kenny G playing a private song. So here's a guy that I can get for free uh-huh. on iTunes or on YouTube. And look at that. $1,600 invested. I always say invested, not spent. Yep. In the two tickets and the play me a song. Mm-hmm. And I am as happy as can be. All because I got to listen to this free music. Absolutely. And if you couldn't listen to it free, you probably wouldn't be such a fan. You're right. Because You're you, you listen to right. someone else. I, I, I had yeah. a friend who was a musician. And um, I think she's still a musician. I haven't talked to her in a while. But she, someone stole one of her pieces. She does uh, cello music. And someone took one of the pieces and used it for something, didn't give her credit. And ever after that, she stopped putting anything online. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how's anyone ever going to find you? But you can always make more music. Yeah. Um, and, and heck, for me, my, my photos are stolen on, on social media all the time by scammers. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, for the last four years, I get emails all the time from like, someone using your face is trying to rip off my grandmother. Oh, I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna say by modeling agencies because you're such a handsome fellow. <laughs> they're, they're romance scams. They, 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 they use my face for romance scams, and like some of these lonely widows are forking over thousands of dollars oh, on these scams, and, it, and it is, it's terrible. And then my other thought is, these people are making so much more money off my face than I am. What am I missing? <laughs> but but you know, I, at one point, I'm like, I'm gonna stop posting pictures because they're stealing mm-hmm. the pictures. I realized they've already got the pictures. Hmm. I started losing brand share of my own face because I was so afraid. I'm like, oh, I don't want those steal new pictures. I just, if I put up a picture, I either watermark it or I put it under a friend's filter hmm. or something. But but I, I got to the point where my people who knew me on social media, they'd see my picture and they'd assume it was not me because they saw so many fake profiles. I'm like, I need wow. to be more aggressive, not less aggressive. And you yeah. know, I need to be out there more putting out more content, doing more videos so that I'm outpacing the scammers and not letting them, letting them take it. Well, and what you do is so important. You know, your everything you do, including the podcast and your work that you can't look at it like, yeah, I can't worry what other people do. Yep. 
You know, I'm just going to keep putting good stuff out there, keep trying to impact people, keep, I'm going to focus on that. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't control all that other stuff. You yeah. know, I'm just going to keep pouring good into the world. And I know that that's going to circulate and it'll eventually make that stuff dissipate. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I don't It's a running joke now. I mean, it's for it. Yeah. Nothing I can do about it. How do you live like that? I, I, I just. I just ignore it. It's, you know, it's funny. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it reminds me of just how good looking I am. So exactly, I, I'm worth stealing. What can I say? Exactly. Uh, so get <laughs> your book on, on uh, freespeakerbook.com, which is a great URL. So good job getting Thank that you. one. Uh, and, and do you have any final uh, parting words you want to leave our, our listeners with? Yeah, I just I just want to say, first of all, to you, thank you for having me. This has been a true blessing. I truly appreciate it. And if you're out there listening, I hope that, uh, man, if I could touch one of your hearts, minds, souls, and spirits, that I think we did our job here today. Anyone else that benefits was icing on the cake for us. And I just I want to say thank you for uh, allowing me to speak into your heart, your mind, and soul, and maybe give you an idea or two that you never thought of before that, wow, Maybe I could be that guy or lady that gets that $5,000 check for simply sharing my message, my story, and my how-to advice. Hmm, maybe I ought to go get this free speaker book and check it out. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Well, thank you, sir, for having me. It's truly a privilege, and I truly appreciate it. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people, in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect. JV-Connect.com. That's JV-Connect.com. December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.